We're back again with an emergency session of BDGPS in the raw. I'm your navigator, Mary Shook. There's a skincare crisis going on in the United States. Estheticians are beginning to notice chronic inflammation in the treatment rooms, and consumers are reporting issues on the internet forums like Reddit. I call it the screaming pore epidemic because consumers are coming in with sensitive skin and dilated pores that look like orange rinds. Today, I called an emergency session with a former leading beauty editor turned co-owner of skincare boutique Good Skin Day, Courtney Dunlop, and her beauty business partner, licensed esthetician and spa owner, Elle Feldman. We discuss what to watch out for in your skincare products and lifestyle routines, and why seeing your neighbor or relying on marketing for your skincare advice just isn't working. The proof is in everyone's skin. Now sit back and enjoy the show. And thanks for listening. Courtney Dunlop and Elle Feldman, welcome to the hot seat. Thank you. Thank Hi. You. Hi. <laughs> We're hot. It's hot. Well, <laughs> well, actually, today I should call it the therapy seat. Today I'm I'm breaking kind of my licensed expert rule with you, Courtney, because you are always on the cutting edge of beauty as a beauty editor for Marie Claire, Cosmopolitan, Allure, and uh, as well as consultant for Clinique and Nevada. So while you may not be licensed, you're able to contribute to what you've been observing from your customers who come to you for expertise when you're helping them select their beauty products. And Al, it's super amazing to finally meet you because I hear so much about you through Courtney. You've been a licensed esthetician for over 12 years, and you're also trained in France and at the Veda Institute. So you don't just have U.S. training. You also have French training. And so... Wee oui, wee! Wee wee! But you have a lot of insight from inside the treatment room. And I think that you share a lot of experiences that other estheticians share across the country. So let me go into the fact that you both co-own a facial studio and a skincare boutique in Springfield, Missouri. It's called Good Skin Day. And so can you tell me a little bit more about this place and what your customer is and and how you guys kind of came together? Yeah, sure. So um, Elle has had a thriving spa business in Springfield, Missouri for nine years. How long? Yeah, 12. 12 since a long time. Um, 13 years. Sorry. And then operated her own spa for a majority of that time. And I just, um, honestly, when I moved back to Springfield from New York, I was just a client. I just came in for a facial and we started talking and just really hit it off as far as, I mean, yes, skincare and philosophies and just really understood skin the same way and the kind of things we were seeing. So we decided to, long story short, join forces and opened, rebranded her existing spa that she already had a thriving clientele and reputation in Springfield, and this is Springfield, Missouri, by the way, and we joined forces and rebranded it as Good Skin Day and added on, completely renovated it to be a new style, um, new look, and then added on a independent skincare boutique, so now there are, and, and only do facials, so before there were other things like massage and nails, and now it's only facials and the skincare and our client well Elle can talk to you a little bit about the client she knows them really well yeah our client is um you know a wide age group but i would say the majority of my client is someone between the age of 45 and up their kids have just moved out and they um have time and money to start spending on themselves now but i also have a thriving um group of people that are in their 20s that are 
bright and already know they should be starting to take care of their skin. And then people in their 30s who are starting to see the effects of aging and, you know, the damaging sun and lifestyle things that have um, caused some aging for them, that's like the groups of my clients. But I would say my regular clients, um, the people I'm seeing, what we're talking about today in um, the problems we're having with the inflammation is probably the ages of like 20 to 35. Yeah, it's starting pretty young around here, honestly. I know for me, I did not see this sensitivity a long time ago. No. And that's at a time when we were doing microdermabrasion and chemical right. peels and a lot right. of aggressive treatments. And this is a younger age group that we're both seeing that have... Yeah this inflammation that we never saw before. What, what can you yeah, tell me about correct. that? Well, correct. I, um, correct. The reason my style is European. I don't really use the microdermabrasion machines and things like that because I didn't have access to in the day spa machines that I thought, you know, I can't afford a $150,000 machine that a doctor has to sign off on and a nurse needs to oversee. And I don't believe in the other machines out there that are like torture chamber machines and aren't regulated. So there's that. So I, you know, reverse the effects of aging more European and naturally. So I've come up with other ingredients, which I, I can sense you're very similar in this way, different products and things to create those same results without having to use a torturous machine. And what's crazy, like you said, you know, we used to fry people's, I never liked it, but there were people out there frying people's faces off with glycolic peels and looked like they were left for dead on a Swiss mountain and their face fried off and peeled off for like weeks. So, you know, but the thing is people are coming into me and what's upsetting is they'll come in and their skin won't look like too terrible. And then I'll look at them under the light and it's a little red and there's stuff going on. And then I'll just proceed with my clean, gentle, you know, facial of cooling, calming, everything, implements, cool water, cool towels, everything is to reduce inflammation. But now like my obsession has become, how do I create a facial that is specifically to reduce inflammation. That's basically what I'm doing on everyone's face. I used to do, you know, anti-acne, anti-aging, deep pore cleansing. Now it's all I do is figure out how I can reduce inflammation. And what happens is it's scary because there's one specific product I apply to someone. It's a very gentle cleansing scrub that's like a gentle, creamy massage balm that has jojoba beads. And jojoba beads are my favorite um, physical exfoliant because they melt as you massage them from the body heat of yourself and the client and it does not scratch the face but I'll do that to someone's face and then remove it and then their face is red and puffy and looks swollen after their facial and every time I find out what kind of products they're currently using at home it's always the same product that is causing this and it, I, I came out of my treatment room one day and I told Courtney I said I'm going to have to put a disclaimer and say, if you use this product, I can't do a facial on you because I refuse to be liable for me touching your face. I mean, they look like sunburns, like burn yeah. victims. And once they stop using that product, that doesn't happen anymore. I can reduce, I can fix this problem, but they have got to be yeah. on board and they have got to be willing to stop using that product. <laughs> Is it a yes. professional product? Is it an over-the-counter product? Like, what kind of product it's is a it? Very, it's a very well-known MLM 
brand, brand that you probably see your friends peddling on Facebook. That's all we will say. And it's usually people come in and they say, this is the typical client. They say, I'm like, oh, what are you using? You know, what have you been doing? What are your, what are your skincare concerns? What are your goals? And they'll say, oh, well, I've been using this. Oh, and they tell me their problems. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we want to work on that. We can fix that. Um, but then they're like, well, I've been using it for about a year, and it worked really well when I first started using it, and, and now it's not. So Courtney and I are always like, oh, it, w- the products that torture your face are the ones that worked really well until they don't. And this is like a cycle, yeah. and it takes about six months to a year that um, people start to notice. But then it's also because the people using this skincare brand are people who really haven't used any other products before. It's their first time spending money on professional yep product and it's their first time getting into skincare. So I'm always really open to that. And I'm glad that they're, they're a great client for me because they're already in, they want to make change. They want to invest in it. And I just have to gently work through that with them. Now, do you find that people are receptive to what you're saying? But actually, before I even ask that, what, what kind of ingredients are in this product in particular so that we all kind of have an idea of what, because I have one trigger ingredient, but I just want to hear from you. Well, we don't know because this particular brand does not publish their ingredients, so no one knows. Really? But I'll tell you, it's the brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't. Oh. We don't believe they disclose all their ingredients. And I will tell you, the ones that are receptive are the ones that are not all into the MLM selling it. The ones that are also not receptive are the ones that are obsessed with clean ingredients and I, I'm obsessed with clean ingredients. I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with clean everything, but not mm-hmm. to the point where it's a detriment to where it causes like staph and bacteria to grow inside my product. You know, that's a whole nother conversation, Yeah. but the people yeah. that are super trooper obsessed with lists of ingredients and you and I know there's healthy and bad ingredients, but we try to talk to our clients about like most of the really, really, really bad ingredients that are going to get into your bloodstream and hurt you are illegal, you know? So, but um, it's those people that they don't even think about anything other than the ingredients. And I mean, we're talking about ingredients, ones to avoid and such, but yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they trash their skin and we have to fix it. Best case scenario, it just didn't really do much for them. But as far as specific ingredients, um, you know, it depends. I think that these ingredients, these, I don't know the specific ingredients in these products necessarily because it's been a while since I've looked at the, you know, I don't really have them at my fingertips because I'd have to go through somebody annoying to, you know, get them. So I don't have them to look at myself. Mm-hmm. But I do remember from back in the day when these products first launched that it's just these the ingredients are very active and packed into these formulas. I think in concentrations, maybe pH levels, maybe just interacting with each other. They're just tons of actives packed into these products and they're layered on top of each other, mixed together. They're encouraged to use more and more and more. So I think a lot of times it's active ingredient overload and maybe not the best quality active. Courtney and I don't have a problem with people listening. They see the results in, in one facial. I can help them. Um, people who are listening to people who aren't qualified yeah. to give them skincare advice. Yeah. And they, and so, but you're, are you telling us that we had a client today even who, or was it you, somebody today was saying that they rec- recommend products oh. to fix 
the best one. To yeah. fix the issue that the first products created. Yeah, so the person's skin ends up looking okay <laughs> when they first start using it because the vitamin C and the retinol, it's helping them a little bit. But then when it, the product starts damaging their skin, they call their consultant, and their consultant just recommends the new microdermabrasion pads for them, which Ooh. then continues to make their skin even worse. Like they're reporting pores getting yeah. bigger, redness blotchiness, inflammation. Um, one girl, her face is so bad that she is going to counseling and on antidepressants. And like oh. her counselor even told her she looked 70 and looked terrible. And she's like 35. I mean, this is like an, like an that's an extreme case. <laughs> but you asked about specific ingredients. And I do think vitamin C is one of those ingredients because it's, you know, I think that a lot of the vitamin C's are way too strong, way too harsh, and they're layering vitamin C on top of vitamin C, which usually is in these cases in the form of ascorbic acid, which can be really potent. And I think there, there's a lot of over vitamin C layering and a lot of, and I'm not talking about this, this brand is the one we've kind of singled out, but this is happening across the board in a lot of different products, especially if you mix and match brands like people like to do now, you know, a lot of that vitamin C is in the form of ascorbic acid, which has always given me a ruddy windburned look. And once I went, stopped using vitamin C in that form, I, that ruddy windburn looked went away and I had gotten used to thinking that that's just how skin looks. So I think part of the problem is that they think that that's just how skin looks and they don't realize that it's actually not supposed to be kind of red. Um, that's what I was saying. But then L said the H said the H a word with the hyaluronic acid products that are just sitting on your skin instead of absorbing. And then they're just drying out people's faces. Yeah. So, so with the vitamin C, the problem with it isn't even just percentages because it used to be more is more better, you know, like it's, it's the actual acidity. So it becomes almost so acidic where you're at a three or four and skin is like, you know, it at least needs to be 5.5 to seven to not rock the boat. So if you've got a three, that's like a burning acid and people are doing that. And then you have the opposite with a lot of cleansers that they're at a, a pH of even 10 and that's, it's, it's craziness because you're, you're whipping that barrier up and down with these uh, just poorly formulated ingredients that are out there. So, cause anyone could just Why put anything is that in, legal? in their kitchen and put it on their face. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. 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 oh, you just triggered me. You just triggered me. You just triggered me. <laughs> are you, are you what, hearing triggered? about the, like, these stores do you have these where like you can go to the store now and you can buy these bases and you can blend your own stuff and like you can be your own skincare chemist now and you can make your own stuff to put on your face yeah it's like build a bear for skincare yeah, yeah, build a bear. Are they actual chemists or, or what? No, they're like hippies who opened up yeah, a mix your own detergent store. Yeah, they make like, it's like a bulk store. So it's like going oh. to the bulk section uh, and now everyone's making masks. And every, like I said, it's like build a bear for skincare. You like pick your base and then they're like, now choose your essential oil and you're active. And you're just picking out like oils and Ooh. active, like vitamins. It's horrifying. It makes me want to cry like a lot and I sometimes do but it's yeah this is this this, is a thing that's happening but are your customers shopping in these kind of places which would cause that skin irritation or this is separate yes some are I mean our you know what happens is that our core clients 
are and who've been coming to us since the very beginning we've been open for in its current state about two years um, with the products and everything and our core clients are they do not stray because they they understand and they have seen the results and they do not stray because they have seen the um, results that they can get from taking care of their skin and using the right products what happens is, is when we get new clients who come in and and they may have just heard about us or, you know, they, they're just getting into skincare and they're the ones who come in and, and are like, well, I made my own vitamin C serum the other day and I used this essential oil thing that my sister gave me and I bought a glycolic mask at Sephora. And it's just like, holy shit. Sorry, can I say that? But like, yeah. it's just insane. They're the ones and I feel like they are drawn to us, although they may not be realizing it because they're just like, they know in their heart that it's not working. And so those are the new people who we try to gently, we never judge. We never, we never lecture. We never, this is a no judgment zone. Like there is no pressure to buy. They can bring us, they can come in and talk. So we try to just make them feel like they can come here and we can get them fixed up and it doesn't have to cost a million dollars and, and just hope that they're open to it. And honestly, most people really, really are because I think they know in their heart that like it's not working for them. So usually we're pretty good about getting people off of that stuff, but we are getting a lot of new clients lately um, who are just trying all this stuff from, you know, some of it is mix your own garbage. Some of it is like seriously the most random shit you've ever seen sold at a farmer's market. Sometimes it's really potent stuff they bought at Ulta that's like burning their face. I mean, who knows? Sometimes it's this MLM stuff. And sometimes it's a mixture of all those things. Someone came in the other day, she had like a bag full of products and she's like, can you tell me which of these are good? And I had to be like, um, none of them. But you know, it was like the weirdest mixture of natural handmade stuff plus dermatology stuff. Well, and when they find out an ingredients, like you were saying, vitamin C over vitamin C over vitamin C, that particular girl, like how many like glycolics, acids, and retinols did she have piled oh on my her God. face? Like four a day. She was using Ooh. glycolic acid products and a retinol and a vitamin A on top of it. Like it was insanity. I remember, and I'm sure you remember this too, Al. Like the big advance in skincare was really Strivectin. And it wasn't, if you look yeah. back at it, that big of a deal. It didn't have a bunch of stuff packed into it. It was like mm-hmm. you had a hero ingredient, you had a sound formula, and people who never did anything with their skin before saw a change. And then it turned yeah. into yeah. this race of let's slam all these different ingredients in there. So yeah. the number of ingredients as you're saying, is correct. I think that that's, that was the first big downwind fall here. <laughs> but now it's more like the nanoparticle. Let's, like, let's get it deeper. It's going to just, you know, where is it going to travel? It's going to get past the epidermis. It's, it's going to do all this stuff. So I think the type of actives and the type of technology is, is they're rushing so many things out there that none of this is being safety yeah. tested. But I no. even see with the big companies that spend the big money that, you know, there are these legacy companies that are adding ingredients that are still causing my customer to react. And I posted one on Instagram and it was technically hyaluronic acid is the thing that I've noticed the last three years that if I have them or any kind of precursor or whatever version of hyaluronic, it could be cross-linked or 
sodium hyaluronate or whatever, if I take it off for a week, we at least get it calmed down. Because some people are like, oh, it might be what's mixed in with the hyaluronic acid. I'm like, no, it's the actual pure, no other peptide. L, I mean, what, what are you seeing here? Because for me, it kind of put me in a depression because it's like, okay, you know, we've got kind of, we're fighting this uphill battle in this industry in our treatment rooms. And it's hard because someone will hear something's great from a friend or they'll see, I had a client this morning. It was showing me like, oh, you know, I just saw these products that these supermodels were using and it's yeah. all over the place. And, and yeah. two of them are German brands. And I'm like, no, I said, there was so much packed it's into so that. Hard. Your face is going to freak out. So what do it's you do? It's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard because Right. And when these MLM skincare brands got really big, there was another one that I think is maybe defunct. So can I mention the name? I don't know if you even heard about it there, Narium. So yeah, that Narium. got really big here a few years ago. And I had really close friends that were selling it. I was one of the first people to hear about it here because everybody wanted me to use it and try it and sell it. And um, they wanted access to my clients, which is, first of all, super rude and condescending. You know, these are people who are not trained or knowledgeable, but they're my friends. I've had several friendships break up over them trying to sell me this kind of skincare and trying to get me to sell it to my clients. And first of all, the brands that I sell make me sign a disclaimer that I won't have any MLM type brands on my shelves. I mean, that's actually, I I don't know if you encounter that. Oh yeah. I've had some brands have me sign that. And I kind of love that also because if I walk into a, place that I respect and now they're selling some MLM thing I'm like bye you know bye mm-hmm. so um it just is a problem for me and I I use an MLM lipstick for myself I like it I don't sell it I'm not I don't tell people I just it's something I buy you don't know that I even have it you know it's like anyway whatever so um but it's really hard because I'm a walking, and so is Courtney, and I'm sure you are. I'm a walking billboard for the – I practice what I preach. So it's almost like I'm right here doing all the stuff I'm telling you, and this is what it looks like when you walk in and you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm I'm almost 44, and every time I see people, I'm getting more compliments because I'm reversing the effects of aging, like for real. With I've had people ask me, have you gotten Botox since I've seen you? And I'm like, no, I'm just doing all the things, you, you know, and, and I don't say you should do them too, but if you're in my spa, yeah, this is what I'm doing, and then we'll customize it for you. But it's like some people just don't want to do the work, which I can't relate to because I've been doing, I've been into skincare since I was 13 personally. I've been mm-hmm. saving money for serums since I was 21. So <laughs> I cannot understand someone who doesn't wash their face before bed. I doesn't, I can't understand someone who's, who doesn't have their entire counter and cabinet filled with products that they actually use. Yeah. So. I think that most people, yeah, it's like they don't want to do the work. And then if they, then they start to feel like, oh, shoot, I'm missing out on something because I haven't been, you know, using all these products. And then they're like, well, I need to do something. And then they go do something super extreme. 
But it's also like the bright, shiny things. Like we have yeah. some clients that are like, they only want the most expensive serum that every celebrity is talking about. And we're like, well, you don't have to buy that. You can buy this $32, blah, 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 or this $100, blah, blah, blah. And we try to help people find something that fits their price range. Because my philosophy is once you find something that works, it does not matter what it costs high or low because you love it so much, you will figure out a way for it to fit into your budget if you're already walking in the door, you know, that type of thing. So we're not interested in talking people out of what they use. I tell people when they come for their first facial, you know, I can help you with those concerns today and I can make some suggestions for your at-home regimen, but that's, you know, there's no pressure. But if you like what you're using, I will not talk to you about switching your product at all Mm -hmm. because if you like something, you should stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's burning their face off. Yeah, well, and then we try to gently coax yeah. them out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing of these people that keep, they'll come in and name drop all these, well, I use this or I use that. And we're like, well, do you like it? And they're like, well, uh, and then they keep asking us questions about our stuff. But they really just want to use the most expensive, fancy name brand so they can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that happens everyone's going to respond differently to different things. But at the end of the day right now, the big focus is we're seeing inflammation, severe inflammation that we've never seen in our treatment rooms before. It's so true. Like, do you remember, um, Mary, do you remember the glycolic incident of 05? For the listeners at home was the year that I decided to completely blast my face with glycolic peels for like six months because that was the height of like the new like, glycolic peel craze. And then like Mary saw me and was like, what have you done to your face? And it was my first like real dressing down from Mary. But I don't even remember... Even during the glycolic incident of 05, I don't remember people's faces being so red. And they recovered no, so no. much better back then. Like, I've, I've had glycolic situations myself when someone's used it on me. I don't know. I hope this has never happened to you, Mary, but I will go get facials and people know that I'm an esthetician and I'm like, yeah, don't use you know, glycolic on me or this, this or that. And this was back in the day when they weren't balanced and they would, you know, fry your face off. And this is when estheticians were using 30 and 70% and they weren't allowed to. And I was like, yeah, just don't put that on my face, you know. And then I'd I'd be laying there and feeling this face frying off on my face. And I'm sensitive Nordic skin. I get red really easy. Um, And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, you need to take that off. And they're like, no, 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 you can handle it. I'm like, no, you need to take that off my face. This is actual like words saying it to them. And she's like, well, as long as it doesn't, I've had an esthetician say to me, as long as it doesn't feel like I'm rubbing a hot pepper on your face, you should be fine. And I'm like, well, it feels worse than that. So you need to take it off my face. So I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm arguing with my esthetician on the table. This is amazing. And so then I leave that whole week, I was red and puffy and nasty that whole night. It was terrible. I looked terrible. And for a week, my face peeled off. I will tell you, my skin did look really good a week later, and my pores were the cleanest they were ever in their life. But I, obviously, I didn't need to experience that to get that. And as you know, what that did is also like damage collagen and all of the other layers of my skin. I did not need to shock and traumatize my face in that way to achieve those results. 
And I ended up seeing this esthetician in Target that week. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I hated that. And you shouldn't have done that on me. And she's like, I just thought you could handle it. Your face looks amazing. And she wouldn't stop. And I'm like, oh, my word. So needless to say, I have no one, you know, but well, but, but now the glycolics are different. Like we were, I was terrified of glycolic. Well, they are different, but I think that brings us up a good point of what's even going on now is that a lot of the people are just more interested in short-term results. Like they're really not thinking about the long-term. And yes, the glycolic has gotten better, but you still shouldn't be doing glycolic plus, you know, microdermabrasion plus microneedling plus dermaplaning plus retinol and people are and their estheticians and even dermatologists medical estheticians are telling them to do this and we're seeing a huge problem like the microneedling thing has like finally caught on here after like how long have you been doing it mary i have been doing it since the early 2000s Right. So Springfield, Missouri just discovered microneedling and it's a huge, huge problem. And we're seeing microneedling gone awry. And I'm, I'm really convinced that at the best case scenario, all these people are going to wake up five years from now and have no collagen and their faces are going to look like they're falling off. Worst case scenario is everyone's going to be walking around with giant staph infections all over their face because microneedling is becoming I've talked about, I've already, it's what, Wednesday, Thursday? I don't even know what day it is. I've already talked to three people in their 20s about microneedling because they have people telling them they need to be doing microneedling. They're 24. And that MLM brand that I've referred to all day is selling a microneedling for at-home use, uh, like a roller. Yeah. So that's an issue we have. And that's leading to the inflammation because people are rolling their faces, getting microneedling done by people who have no business wielding those types of tools and now they're putting on acids on top of their holes in their faces. Yeah. And so you see it react. Like I had someone, I was like, I could tell from a distance. I'm like, okay, she's got a little pinkish around her cheeks, but not as a rosacea. It was very like only something I would notice. And I told her, I said, until I actually get into your skin, I won't know what's going on with the skin. And then as I got into it further, I'm like, oh, your skin is completely compromised. And I said, because you came to me dry, and I said, you're like phase one of when people have been used high, using hyaluronic acid where they're just dry, and they can never just moisturize in any kind of way. And when you add moisture to the skin, the skin reacts to even like a glycerin or water. It's like you can only really put Vaseline on their skin. So I said, your barrier is already compromised. So you're already like a, a level one with a hyaluronic acid here. And she's like, what? And she's thinking back to all the different things and, and the time that she'd had with uh, skin. And she's like, yeah, actually, my skin's kind of sensitive these days. And I said, it wasn't five years ago, right? She says, no. And so, and it wasn't till touching her skin that I knew that. So there's different levels of things going on. It is mostly, from what I understand, product-related. As far as the microneedling and other services, yeah, that's definitely adding uh, to to the issue, but we we have a crisis going on across at least. No, US. I agree. It is product. It is product. And and you know, like what was that? Two weeks ago, I like emergency called you because the client was in here with like crazy inflamed rosacea, yeah. even though she doesn't have rosacea. Yep. Um, and she, I mean, she had reacted to a, a serum that has hyaluronic acid is like the number one ingredient or two ingredient, and in, and we sell it. And honestly, I don't sell it anymore but um i did for a while yes yeah, we all one. did we yeah all did. we all did we all... she used it i don't have 
reaction to this, and none of my clients do. I'm not using it anymore because I'm using other things now. Yeah. Um, we yeah, don't have many. The most, yeah, we don't. It's not a big. Not a lot of people are using it, so we're not. We don't have a huge sample size. But this one particular client, she reacted to it within like practically immediately. She came in. Yeah. I have never. Yeah, she. Her skin is in a pretty much inflamed state a lot of the times anyway she, she exercises outside. She, yeah she's very active outside she works outside like she she her skin is exposed to a lot of extreme things because of her lifestyle and her job so she has a lot of and she is just outside constantly in the summer in the winter she bikes she, you know all these things so her skin puts has to deal with a lot um and I guess, you know, it must have been she has some sensitivity issues and she put on the serum and it's very high in hyaluronic acid. And within two weeks, she I had never seen such inflammation. It was red rosacea. She even had it on her arms where she had put the extra. And Ooh. she went off of it, obviously. And I asked her yesterday to send me a picture and she's back to normal. Yeah. Well then, no. I'm gonna. I'm, I have a few more of these. I need to send them back to the company. I don't want them near me. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and here's the thing, Elle. I had been using hyaluronic acid when they finally took down the molecule size a few Daltons, because the initial stuff was large molecules. It was sticky. I hated the texture. It was. It was just like everything stuck to it. And I used to think people would break out from it because I thought maybe the city dirt is like getting stuck to people's skin because the serum's so sticky and all yeah. the, the cells and everything are getting impacted. And so that's what it is. When in fact, what I found is that I think that it's signaling estrogen and that's what we're seeing. And for me, it took years for me to start reacting. And I would get these weird yeah. pimples and not understand why. And then there was an esthetician, Lori Crete out in LA, uh, the, the esthetician mentor and she mentioned she had problems with it and other people were talking about it so I thought I got to study this even even more intensely and found when we stopped it the problems went away I, I would never get the kind of rosacea and I'm not like a skin treatment person I'm very basic I'm even for cleansing right now I'm using the makeup eraser that's how basic I am right now so it, Ooh, that's, it, I like that thing that thing's good it's, it's great if you keep those things clean yeah. they're awesome but but And that's the thing is that I'm not a high-maintenance skincare person because I believe a lot happens with diet and lifestyle. But 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and good skin wine. Oh. <laughs> good skin lifestyle. Yeah. I, good skin I lifestyle. Have, yeah. Yeah. I talk mostly to people. I mean, I didn't even know we had that in common about that. You know, obviously there's products, but we can do more with diet and lifestyle and water and lifestyle than I can even do with product with people, you know, yeah. helping them balance that. It's not even just about hydration. It's, it's about actual hydration of the cell because the electrolytes yes. are what's really important in all of Correct. that. So we're not even yes. hydrating correctly. So that all well, we, we, and absorption. Well, thanks to yep. you, Mary, we have those Ementum drops here yeah, that we, we yes. give to everybody. I cannot okay. live without those. Yes, yes. We love those. Thanks to Naomi, yeah. Naomi Priestley. <laughs> yes, big shout out. Shout we love that Naomi. product. We need it in like the, I need the Sam's Club size of that. Yeah, you need to tell her that we need like a, a giant pump bottle. Well, and we're talking about the lifestyle and the skin. I mean, I mentioned this briefly to you the other day, but we have, you know, when a client comes in here and this happens a lot and they're like, 
complaining about redness, sensitivity, everything is stinging their skin. And then they claim to have this healthy lifestyle and they're standing there drinking a Diet Coke or a Red Bull or something while they're talking to us. And then I can't, I can't, I don't know what to say when they're complaining about their faces being red and inflamed and they're drinking a Diet Coke or a Red Bull or, you know, a monster energy drink or some God awful thing in front of me. I don't know how to politely be like, well, maybe don't be, you know, maybe you're reacting to that. I, I don't know what to say to them. I can't help them. Yeah, maybe you're reacting to phosphoric acid yeah. and corn syrup and dehydration. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And that diet is definitely a whole different different subject, but definitely. Oh, I know. I know. We don't need to get product. off on that tangent. If you're going to put the time and money and effort into going and getting a professional facial treatment or see an expert or something like that, it just seems like, you know, you you would think you would want to put the time and energy into then using the right at-home products and getting, you know, stop, put the Red Bull down so that it can actually work because I do feel like they're not. And I know Elle has said this before, like they're not getting the best facial experience they can get because the whole time, instead of getting their skin treated, it's just getting, she's spending the whole time trying to calm it down. So they're not even getting like a, they're still getting an amazing facial, but not the facial she would have intended for them. What's scary is, you know, my regular clients, I know what to do with their skin, but when I have a new client, it's like, I don't know what I'm dealing with here until I touch, like, you know, until you're getting in and you're looking, you're touching, and then you're like, oh, my, you know. (laughs) So when they fill out their intake form, if they say that they are using these specific products, I completely change my protocol. And I already know that I'm here to calm this down. And uh, it's very touchy. It's actually scary. It's like I even said to Courtney, I want to put a disclaimer that like, if you're using this product, I'm not working on you because it's too volatile. And I don't want to make you look worse when you leave here because even touching their face, stimulating any form of circulation, or even using a little bit of steam is going to it's going to make them look like, I don't know. And their know. skin is actually hot to the touch. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. sometimes like when Elle comes out of the treatment room and she warns me, she's like, oh, I had that, you know, the red reaction again. You know, I'm sitting here praying and hoping that they want to buy new skincare because we can fix it. And then if they leave without buying products, I'm like, I almost hope they don't come back yeah. because we can't help them. And I don't want to be liable. We don't want to be liable. And we don't want them going around town saying that we're turning people's faces red. Well, and some of the people yeah. that are coming in like that, that walk out and don't buy product, they're just coming in to check us out and see what we're doing and see what all the word is about. And, and like, we don't care. Yeah, they, they don't usually yeah. come back. And, yeah. and that's fine because, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here for, I mean, of course, everybody's welcome always. But the people that come here that are receptive, and we're not saying you have to always come. It's whatever works in with your time and budget. But the people who come here who genuinely want to learn and aren't interested in just the shiny new ingredient um, are the ones who see the best results. But she's so right, though. Like, I never, ever, ever, ever had people having reactions until, for me, it's been the past, like, year or two. Before that, I was not seeing anybody. Yeah, but it was, like, breakouts, not inflammation. Right, like actual zits. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, like, no acne. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, breakouts. That was yeah. it. With a reaction. Mm-hmm. 
not these these things that look like bug bites that like act like they want to be a pimple but they're not or yeah that are like you don't even a, know what a, they a bunch are of you, pimples yeah you used to just see like traditional acne with blackheads and whiteheads and milia and that's all I ever used to see and yeah. you would occasionally see rosacea and now you're seeing tons of rosacea everyone everyone mm-hmm. it's, it's it's I would say more than fifty percent mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, easily. I think you're exactly right. All we do right now is reduce inflammation. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. I probably say the word inflammation about but 70 like, times a day. I mean, it has to be something to do with environmental, too. I mean, just general environment, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a nasty combination. But the product is... Well, when the body's uh, trying to fight so many things, that's the, the yeah. issue, is that there's a lot, well, of, there's a lot of factors. But yeah. even so... If you look at the timeline of ingredients and what's happened in skincare and all the indie brands and all the, you have so yeah. many skincare brands compared to before. And I, I wish I was armed with those statistics, but it, it's it nothing insane. like it was before. You could name everyone's brand kind of. And now it's just like, yeah. have you heard of this brand? It's like, oh, no, right. I haven't heard of that. Every Hold day right. there's a new one. There's too many. And the other thing there is, is that the clean products, you know, some of the clean products, need they expire and they need to be put in the refrigerator and i go i've been at spas where they have used products that were not stored in the refrigerator and products that Mm. were expired on my face and Mm. this is a huge problem too Mm. (laughs) yeah the natural thing is a slippery slope because we're talking about product and the rise of the natural product movement has added to this because it seems so it seems good you know you think that people are 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 kind of they you think it sounds so good oh it's natural oh it's so it's got to be good for your skin so it doesn't matter what's in it and they're not even seeds all over people's faces (laughs) (laughs) it's just like exactly let's rub poppy seeds and green apple whatever and that's great, but not a million of the products, and certainly not mixed by the hippie at the detergent store. I'm sorry, I'm triggered again. Who <laughs> <laughs> knew? so intense. I know. I'm getting all hyped up. I, I need to get back to my NPR voice. <laughs> I know. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. Well, and. I wanted to add one more thing, though, because you guys are sounding a little, like, anti-MLM. And I have to say, like, there's a, a little. Lot of that. There's a lot of, well, there's a lot of really great products that have launched through MLMs. So oh, MLMs. Why am I not selling them? <laughs> yeah, Biomet's well, awesome. Biomet oh, yeah. is the most amazing. Yeah. I, you I, have I, to buy from somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Okay. But I rarely even sell it. Like, people just buy it wherever. That's not the point. The point is, is that there are lots of different little brands that have launched through that. True Chocolate, that was actually an MLM at one time. Oh, my God. So True there's, Chocolate, there's are you? Brands. If you're listening to this, yeah, come back. <laughs> I'll, so, put, I would like to put in an offer for your company. Okay. I'm putting it out on the air. <laughs> I, I, I will I will notify them for you. I forgot. That shit was the bomb. <laughs> no, I know. I can use Tupperware fan. Yeah, no, look, look. It, tup, invite me to a Tupperware party. In, Pampered Chef, I want the brownies. But, you know, nobody is destroying themselves <laughs> with Tupperware. 
and no one's losing oh. friendships over it. That's like, true. I'm fine. Like, invite me to a Tupperware party. I would actually love that because I need some. But I don't believe that there are people out there who have to get licensed in how to store food inside of a container and put it in the refrigerator. And it's certainly not going to affect you, you know, now, especially now that they've taken the, yeah. the whatever that ingredient is out of their plastic. It's certainly not going to affect your livelihood but or your face and your life. But, like, you know, our whole thing is that people – if you, if they're coming to us for help. They're coming to you for help, and they want this help. And, of course, it's not brain surgery. We're not talking cancer research here. But I feel bad for people who are taken in by things like that, by people who are only interested in make money and actually don't know anything about skin. Because skin is a living organ. We're not talking even about hair here, which can always be cut off. We're talking about a living organ, and it does affect your health and your life. And some of these problems that get triggered never go away. You, if you get melasma from something, like I had a friend who had rebound melasma from that she had never had melasma in her life, and then someone convinced her to do a laser on her face that she had no business doing. She got melasma for the first time in her life, and now she has it forever. Or if you get a staph infection all over your entire face, you're going to be dealing with that possibly for the rest of your life. So these are not, yes, it's yeah. fun and pretty and, and, you know, beauty is fun and pretty, but it is a serious thing and people shouldn't be taking it. You know, I don't think people should be taking it lightly at best. You're wasting your money at worst. You end up with serious health problems. That is a great note to end this on Courtney. <laughs> you're welcome. I know my way yeah. around this. Yeah. I know how to end a story. Conclusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Elle, did you want to add anything to that? Because I, I don't think I could add to that. No, I it's it's exactly what I was thinking, and yeah. I appreciate you both coming to the emergency call for this uh, because I just knew this week it was for me an especially trying week with all the different reactions that were going on because it's hard for me to take money from people when all I'm sitting there doing is calming skin and not giving them the anti-aging that I had intended on giving them. And, yeah, you know, and the glow, the red carpet glow, yeah. Yeah, the real red carpet, yeah. yeah. This, this year is the yeah, pink carpet. the real carpet. red carpet yeah. glow, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I so that, that was a bummer. And that's, that's the thing. It's, it's you know, for, for different nationalities, like I, I had a Saudi uh, client that had come in, and she had a rosacea. I was like, honey, I know that recently they're saying Saudis get rosacea, but typically – Saudi, Amer uh, Saudi women and Hispanic women did not have that rosacea. It was, it was not. Oh my God. Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea how many Hispanic women I have seen lately with rosacea? Yeah, I've never seen it before. To the point where I actually thought that I, I was like gaslighting myself because I was like, oh, maybe I'm not. You know, you know what I mean? Because I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I thought this, you know, I, maybe I'm not as knowledgeable about this condition as I thought I was because surely four women of Hispanic descent with rosacea means that I'm wrong here, but I'm sure that this is not supposed to be happening. And yeah. I've been seeing this a lot lately. And some of them are in even my husband's family. He's um, Puerto Rican. And some of the women in his family are, are having this. And, and then we had a client, two clients in the past two months of Hispanic descent who have been saying they have rosacea. And the whole time I'm thinking, I guess I didn't know as much about rosacea as I thought I did, but I swear that's weird that they have it. Well, it's not typical. 
people and it's only becoming more prominent now. And, you know, again, the fact that they're saying they don't know what rosacea is from and it could be gut, it could be demodized, it could be all these different things. But I can only say that it's not because all of a sudden I'm noticing people are getting more rosacea. It is completely virulent. It is, it's out of control. And yes, so is the gut biome on a lot of people. And there's a lot of other different environmental factors. But the one factor for me is that the people that have the rosacea where I think it could be product oriented, I specifically tell them to get off the products that have the hyaluronic acid or sodium hyaluronate. And within a week, their skin normalizes, it stabilizes, and they don't have what I call screaming pores. Yeah. Screaming pores. It's that, that orange oh line. Yes. It's that orange line. We have to talk about. We're going to. Oh, I was going to have a band called Screaming Pores. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yep, I call it because it looks like they're screaming at you. They're so inflamed. They look such like such an orange rind, and you know the the funny the brands that are trying to deal with rosacea that add all this stuff in there and it it makes it even like more inflamed. It's just like I I just like yeah I've I nicknamed Screaming Pores as our newest phenomenon. Screaming Pore epidemic. That's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing yeah. through my tears, but that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for taking time out of your time. I know I got to head back in the treatment room, and as, as do you guys. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you again, and we can fix the screaming poor situation again. Hopefully, awesome. we can. I mean, we're yeah. hoping. That's what we're trying to do, but we definitely appreciate you getting our opinion because we have a lot of them. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. My name is Mary Shook, and you've been listening to Episode 8 of Beauty GPS in the Raw with Courtney Dunlop and Elle Feldman. If you've noticed a recent issue with dry, sensitive, or red skin or can relate to any of the skincare concerns we discussed today, it's time to see a skincare expert that might be able to pull your skin back into balance before you suffer further complications down the road. For more information, please visit beautygps.com. Meanwhile, we'll catch you next Saturday at noon with our licensed guest expert who's ready to answer your burning beauty and wellness questions live. Beauty GPS is copyright 2019. All rights reserved.